When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Caroline from the future here. Just letting you know that we are about to show you our interview with Valero, which we filmed earlier this summer. We are so excited to share this with you. Valero is the creator of Dong and Rompa Abridged. And for those of you who might be newer to the fandom, we highly encourage you to check it out. It's a comedy series which features all your favorite characters with a lot of witty dialogue done in dub over by Valero and some of his fellow voice actors. And there's a lot of jokes in there. Super, super funny. And you can find those episodes up on YouTube to check out and enjoy and give him some love. Anyway, without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. Today, we are so excited to be welcoming a special guest. You might know him as Falero on Twitter, the creator of the Danganronpa unabridged series, but here we know him as Chris. So we're so excited to get to talk to him about his experience with the games and so much more. And just a heads up that this episode will spoil the entirety of the Danganronpa series. And without further ado, let's get going. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline. And I'm Falero. And they are the Ultra Hope Girls. One, two. Welcome to the Dong and Rumpa podcast. <laughs> You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. Falero, welcome. We're here. We're so excited to be chatting with you today. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. No worries. I'm happy to be here at last. Thank you, technology. Let me take you through. (laughs) This has been a whole ordeal already, but we made it, ladies and gents. We made it to the podcast. It's all right. Yeah. And hey, you know, it's all good. It means the interview is going to be great because we had to work so hard for it. We're so excited. Our first question for you is just to tell, have you tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are besides, you know, outside of the Danganronpa abridged, uh, who is Chris? Tell us about yourself. What do you do? Okay, so uh, that's a good thing. It's a good question, actually. So I am Valero, also known as Chris. You already did that part, but now people know that doubly. Um, I'm shockingly, I'm a British person from the UK. That's the thing that actually does surprise people when they find out that I'm British. It's a bit of a bit of a bit of a thing for them. But hey, you know what's fine. Uh, I am a fan of many things, many nerdy, silly internet things, many things like Danganronpa. You might have heard of it. Uh, I'm a fan of visual novels, video games, anime, all that nonsense. Um, I I'm one of those people who really likes to show my love for the various fandoms and creations and things on that I enjoy by uh, mocking them ceaselessly. Uh, that's where I kind of got my start on the internet, where I was uh, making animations uh, based on Sonic the Hedgehog for Sonic Paradox. Uh, that I, I used to be an animator, that's what I took in, in college. Uh, I started off by making fun of that, and um, that's where I started. Uh, words. And after that, I moved on to other things, making fun of anime, following after Little Karibo and doing a bridge series. I 
started with a few. I, I did uh, Full Metal Alchemist. I did one called Null Metal Alchemist. And over time, I just dis- I just discovered this series called Dungaromper, and uh, it all went downhill from there. <laughs> How did you originally uh, find out about Danganronpa? Like, did someone tell you about the game, or did you just stumble across it? Uh, I was told directly by my uh, partner, Jackie. Um, she's a... Uh, because we were both like big fans of Ace Attorney. I, I introduced her to Ace Attorney and uh, she told me, hey, there's this like Ace Attorney thing that's out right now, uh, but it's really horrible. And it's about high school kids and they get murdered and also executed. And I was like, well, that sounds morbid enough for me to enjoy. <laughs> so uh, this was during, this was like around 2013, I think. This is before like the game was officially localized. Uh, this is when we have like lots of fan translations and fan let's plays, and the and the anime was airing at the time. So this is when like people were starting to get into Danganronpa, but before like it like really hit the mainstream. Well, I would just say the mainstream. Did Danganronpa ever get mainstream? Well, before lots of people knew about it, I guess. And uh, I just dove into the uh, the totally legally obtained uh, Project Zetsubu fan translation and. Uh, I got so, so into it. I got so into it. And I was like, well, I can't think about anything else. Guess I'll make an abridged series about it. That's generally how I, how I do when it comes to things I enjoy. And there that's you go. just how it began. Nice. Yeah. So would you say that that's kind of like what inspired you to start Rumpa Abridged? Yeah, just uh, I enjoyed it. Needed to get this out of my head. I hyperfixated, as I am wont to do with many things I enjoy, and uh, <laughs> needed to get it, needed to express it in one way or another. And that was uh, by using the usual internet formula of the time of compressing it into short, like ten-minute episodes. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. still airing, by the way. I should point the, the anime was still going on. <laughs> of course, I knew where it went because I'd seen where the game had gone. But uh, while it was happening, I, I produced this and put it out there. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's really cool. And I know we can relate to the, you know, getting so obsessed with something and hyper fixating on it and then and then making oh, yeah. something because that's totally how this was born. Yeah, totally. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Ultra Hope Girls, the Danganronpa podcast. That That's kind of a similar story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was curious what your process is for creating Danganronpa abridged, like uh, from, you know, idea to like final the video is posted, I guess. Like, what's the process like? Um, my process is um, not normal. What Most people uh, will go about, like, the, the usual process for making the bridge series is they'll watch the episode, they'll make lots of notes, and then they'll write out a script and uh, try to match the footage to the script. My process is a lot more complicated, but it works for me. I'll uh, I'll load up the episode. Obviously, watch the episode, take notes. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Everyone does that. Then I'll load the episode up in my video editing program of choice, and I'll go through it scene by scene and start like recording scratch audio for everything and sort of scripting as I go along. Uh, that was the the I found that's worked for me a lot better because it means I can work out what works what works in terms of comic timing if I can have it played out in front of me as I go, and then I can alter and tweak the script as it goes. So, like, the first edition of every episode of this would just be me doing all of the voices and then slotting in my friends doing it, taking over other roles afterwards. Uh, it's a very slapdash process, but hey, it worked for me for the brief period of time in which I actually made this show. Yeah, and so was, like, a lot of the jokes and stuff for this, like, improvised on the spot? When I was recording, sure. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, some, like I, I will often have a few jokes that I want to hit, like, throughout. But uh, yeah, that's uh, for the most part, I'm just like coming up with what's funny at this moment in time. And if I can't come up with something good, I'll just come back to it later. 
It's a, it's not the most professional way of handling it, but hey, it's an abridged series. It's not meant to be professional. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> it's true, and it's so funny. Like, yeah. you, it's so good. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode of Danganronpa abridged? See, I just went around the process of rewatching them just now. Um, I really liked the third episode where I actually got to the class, first class trial. It was just the culmination of everything I'd done to that point, just slamming as much of the much of the gags at the expense of the show as possible. Everything sort of flowed together. I was at my editing peak, so to speak, if I can pat myself on the back. I was mixing music together, throwing things together. Just, I don't know. I was really happy with that one because that felt like that was that was drat in a nutshell. I call it drat, by the way. I am. <laughs> it's Dangaromp at a bridge thing. I've got to have some sort of funny name in there. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was. Uh, I feel like that was the peak of the show. Was that third episode where I like got to do the bit of that I really wanted to do where a character dies in a graphic way. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, um. definitely. <laughs> the third is also my favorite. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's all. I just wanted to say. Okay. Anyway. Yes, Marin. Ah, yes. We were curious if you voiced any of the characters and if so, which ones? Okay. So this is the part which surprises people. I voice most of the dudes. Um, I, I am. Um, let me just see. Everyone, every one of the male characters, with the exception of Chihiro. I guess that's a spoiler. And um, Leon uh, is all me. That's because it was the most convenient at the time. At the time, I had like a group of friends that I would often use to voice characters. But at the t- but I was actually owed them another. Like I'd already recorded them for another thing i was working on and i felt bad about asking him to record something else while i needed to get this danganronpa fixation out of my head <laughs> so i was like well i guess i'll just see how far my range can go voicing like 10 male characters oh i know also voice sakura um so for the most part i'm everyone except for the women where i just got like lots of my female friends to come in and show how great they are uh, with the exception of Fu- Toko Fukawa, who was voiced by my partner, Jackie, because she was very insistent that she gets to play that character. So there we are. <laughs> Aww. That's cute. <laughs> do you do any voice work outside of Danganronpa Bridge? Have you ever pursued that? Uh, not, not on a professional level. I've thought about it for a while, but I am in the UK and it's a little harder to do that sort of thing down here. It's not like I'm in LA or wherever. For the most part, though, I, I'm actually like... I have a lot of trouble speaking normally. I'm super introverted. I slip on my words a lot. Uh, Actually seeking professional stuff is difficult for me. But when I'm doing something on my own, it's like I'm in control. I'm the director. I can take my best takes so no one has to know how awkward I am. So that's kind of, I like that control. Otherwise, I just do stuff for my friends' projects. So sometimes you'll hear me in things like... uh, my friends in Sonic Paradox, they've got Sonic F, uh, Sonic X from uh, I'm in that. And also uh, in Team Four Star, they've had me come along for a few things. If you have uh, like Dragon Ball Z abridged and Helsing Ultimate abridged. I play Yamcha in Dragon Ball Z abridged. That's the one thing that people know me for other than this. That's, That's amazing. So cool. Yeah, like when I um when I first went and watched like some of the Danganronpa abridged videos for the first time like i was amazed i i wouldn't have thought that all of those characters were voiced by not all of them but like a lot of the male characters were voiced by the same person so like well done like you were very talented (laughs) thanks it's a matter of necessity um it's not not a matter of like putting in my best acting performance it's a matter of doing the best silly voices so people don't know it's me so i have to bounce so i have to bounce from one voice to another voice to another voice to another voice to another voice and oh it's fun 
I don't actually do it like that. That would be a hell on my vocal cords. But <laughs> <laughs> and one thing, another thing I noticed is just like I literally the the second I watched this, I went and to Marin and Caroline, and I was like, oh my gosh, like all the like lips match of like what they're actually saying, even though it's like not the original audio. Like they like the person who made this like got the the lips to match like of the characters, and I was just amazed by that. Like how did you how did you manage that? Thank you. That is a takes up a lot of the process. That's part of why it took so long. Is the uh, yeah. flaps? Uh, that's something that originally a bridge series didn't do. That sort of thing. If you watch like the first episodes of Yu Gi Oh Bridge by Little Grebo, you'll see that they do not match, and it's fine because it's funny. Uh, so then a couple of people like Masako X and Kaiser Neko who like decided, no, we're going to actually put effort into the lip flaps, and they ruined it for the rest of us. So now we have to go and actually painstakingly edit it. Luckily, I had some experience doing animation, so this sort of thing kind of comes a bit more naturally to me. Doesn't mean I enjoy it, but it does look great when it works out, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, I, I had a follow-up question, but I just forgot it. Oh my gosh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, I, I remember. Okay. It it was also so we obviously like the three of us you know came into the fandom at different times and weren't part of like when you uploaded the Dong and Rumpa abridged originally. So when you originally uploaded it, was it like on YouTube on Tumblr? Or, like where did you post this? Because the ones that I've watched have been like re-uploaded by other people. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was initially on YouTube, but as anyone who's uploaded an average series will know, it rarely stays up there for long. It might surprise people, but uh, uploading content that isn't your own is uh, frowned upon in the copyright world. So (laughs) it's just one of those things where you have to work to keep it online. And in the end, I just couldn't be bothered with that. Uh, It's a very tiresome process of tackling YouTube stuff. But yeah, originally it was on YouTube on my account when I still had one. Uh, (laughs) That's... uh, You'll ask most of the bridges and they'll tell you the same. It's uh But that's where it started off. So then, I guess moving past that for a sec, what other things have you been up to like since Danganronpa Bridge? I guess you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but you know, just just giving you space if you forgot to mention something earlier. Well, if we're talking about since, as far as since Danganronpa Bridge, if as far as the internet's concerned, I've done nothing. Uh that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> no, no, I, I yeah, well, kind of. Well, I've done I've done quite a few abridged series over the time. Like I, I actually started with a Street Fighter Two V One um, that very few people watched. It was a one off. Then I did one with Full Metal Alchemist, brother, uh, not Brotherhood, the original two thousand three one. Uh, then Drat happened, and um, after that, I actually did a one off of Higarashi. Mostly, you sort of see where my fixations sort of land. I'm like, I like this now. Guess I'll make something of it, and uh, that kind of happened. <laughs> so often at the expense of the previous thing I was working on, and that's part of what happened with Danganronpa Bridge thing but otherwise these days I'm kind of old and tired now uh that sounds really depressing but for the most part working on a bridge series is a very difficult process so for the most I kind of like if I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna help with friends ones like helping with scripts and stuff uh tackling the actual copyright nonsense that goes on with abridging is would cause me so much stress I decided to not do it for a long time I did go on to make a podcast, though, after that, uh, that a few people liked, uh, called Rocher Hotel, which was an improv podcast where I brought in, like, lots of friends to... And it was a very messy one. It's nowhere near as organised as this one, I can assure you, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I did that for a year. But for the most part, I'm just bouncing from thing to thing and just kind of keep... just keeping myself busy. It sounds like I'm just, like, one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, I've got a lot on the plate right now, you know, just this and that, you know. Just... 
but no, in all honesty, uh, I just I'm taking it easy these days. <laughs> Uh, and, and just sort of resting on my laurels to have people invite me onto their podcast so I can talk about the cool things I used to do. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> Going back to posting it on YouTube and kind of having that first influx of people noticing your Danganronpa video, do you have any memorable fan interactions, like people commenting on your videos or anything like that, reaching out that, that were memorable or enjoyable? Oh, enjoyable, because I thought that was going to... Uh, hmm. Well... <laughs> There, have, I've had some. I know I've had some positive ones. No, nothing like really stand. I've I've met a few people in real life who liked my stuff, and that was really, really like encouraging to hear that people enjoyed Dra and like people will come to me and say like it is such a weird thing to say about like an uh, abridged series of all things, but to say like this show like helped me through a difficult time. You, you hear that a lot, and it's like, hey, any little thing that I can put into the world that's helped people is great. So knowing that it's actually done that is good. Uh, but initially. When I brought this out, this was during a time when uh, people were a little bit uh, crazy about Danganronpa. They were, had a lot of opinions about characters, and uh, me putting out this thing out there didn't always have the best reaction. But we'll not get into that right now. We're trying to have a positive time here on this podcast, I assume. <laughs> yeah. So then a I, I follow-up, I guess, is, you know, we, we have... We had the pleasure of interviewing Key on our podcast, and we also asked her this. So I'm curious, from your perspective, since you have joined the fandom, how has it changed in your like in your in the years you've been here? That's a good question. Um, these uh, <laughs> the biggest change is everybody calls the characters by their first names now. Um, <laughs> that actually <laughs> happened over the course of the first year since it came out, though. To be fair, uh, the the trigger happy havoc uh, localization changed a lot of things. I was there on the ground floor where everyone was still using the last names. As far as it's changed, I don't know. I feel like it's like more people know about it now ever since it managed to escape from the prison of the PS Vita and uh, made it onto Steam and various other things. And now we're getting it on the Switch. Whoa, what's that all about? On the Switch? Nice. Um, <laughs> that's like very fresh, actually. Uh, I just think it's... I don't know. The fandom is... I think they've calmed down a little bit. That's all I'll say, because it was very volatile when I was about, but maybe it's because I was right there in the middle of the fandom when people were really excited and really enthusiastic. So I don't, I, I'm not there anymore, so I wouldn't be able to tell if it's changed that much. You mentioned Danganronpa coming to Switch, and so our next question for you was, do you have any thoughts about Danganronpa S? Any first thoughts, theories, anything like that? Uh, looks rather all right. <laughs> no no i forgot <laughs> it's, there's not much to go on it i noticed i noticed that you guys are on twitter i had like some thoughts about it which is a lot more thought than i put into it and i was like hmm, maybe there is more to this like simple board game beach episode thing that they're making uh perhaps i i saw i didn't actually play the whole of the of the game it was based on the ultra uh, talent development plan but jackie did instead so i nice that seem to be mostly just fun interactions, as far as I can tell, but maybe there's more to it to um, justify it being its own game. I wouldn't know, though, but I would like to see that. I would like to see some more Danganronpa content, uh, maybe some lore, but it might just be a fun beach episode. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we are all, I mean, I know the three of us are anxious to see what <laughs> what's going on with Danganronpa S. And so just out of curiosity, how would you feel if there were going to be like a, a fourth Danganronpa game, like a killing game? Do you, would you be like pumped about that? Or because I know some people in the fandom feel like it is, you know, it should, it has ended here and it should be ended. 
but some other people maybe myself included would be <laughs> very pumped about another game coming out yeah that's a good question um looking at it i mean i guess if we're gonna get into v3 uh the end of that game seemed to like i don't know if it's just me but i definitely got the impression of kodaka saying look i've pushed this as far as i can go let me <laughs> let it die please <laughs> that's what, that's the moral i don't know if that's the exact moral like he, he was trying to give from it but it certainly felt like that way at times if i mean like they could they could easily have ended there kind of want to see it again just because i'm the, still the same i'm this person who will play a new ace attorney every time they bring one out even though they've done those stories to death i will probably enjoy it anyway so if they do get one yeah more danganronpa content i actually still enjoy it right yeah, yeah. definitely nice yeah I, I i think i'm there with you <laughs> <laughs> and so our next couple of questions are kind of like we're just curious about some of your faves. Um, and the first uh -oh. thing we want to ask is, what is your favorite game uh, out of all of the Danganronpa games? Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, I do... Part of me likes one because that's the one I was really into when I made Drat. Uh, that was the one I fixated on. But I think in terms of story, I really like Danganronpa 2. I just think it's so out there. And uh, from the beginning, you're like, you're aware something's very wrong with this one. And uh, the uh, eventual conclusion to what it actually is, it's really cool. Really weird, but really cool. Uh, and so in terms of story, it, like, it, it feels like a natural escalation to the original game. I just think it's really cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we talk a lot about how it's a really well done sequel, which is a hard thing to do. So, out of all of the games, do you have a favorite case or a couple that you really, really love? In Danganronpa 2, it's definitely the case where you'll find... I can't remember the exact chapter. I think it was five. It's the one where you find out who killed Nagito. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, that's so messed up because it made me so sad. Uh, like, it's it's such a basic thing that, like, if a game can, like, just gut punch you like that, like that story did, then I'm all for it. So that was a big fave of mine. I'm trying to think of other ones that I really enjoy, though. Um, also, similarly, the case in V3 with where you're trying... Uh, with... I think it was I, did, I never remember the number of these cases I'm sorry but there's the the one where you're working out who's dead Kokichi or Kaito that one was also <laughs> yeah. like a, a roller coaster in a similar vein of suffering so yeah just generally the, I, I, I react to the most strongly to ones that make me feel bad because I guess that's the nature of Danganronpa um, is uh, despair <laughs> and uh, when I get to experience that for real in a <laughs> in a natural way I'm all about that when Kodaka like kicks me while I'm already down I'm like, yes sir thank you more of this please <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though <laughs> thank you sir <laughs> that's so relatable so I guess that's why I want a Danganronpa 4 thank you sir may I have another um, <laughs> more pain <laughs> Do you have any? Uh, do you have any favorite characters from the games? I know, like normally, when you when you'll have people answer this question, you're like, "Oh yeah, I like so and so character because I really relate to them on a personal level. And I think their their journey is really meaningful to me, and I, I love it." Uh, for me, I really like Aoi Asahino and then Danganronpa One because I think she's cute, and I like that sort of character. It's so <laughs> oh man, it's so one dimensional, but I just the the, the uh, the ponytailed athletic character is one of my favorites, <laughs> but otherwise, um, 
I really like uh, Nagito from Danganronpa 2 because he's yes. just a fascinating baddie. Well, he's not even a, I can't even say he's a full baddie. He's just an antagonist, I guess, because mm-hmm. he's the most interesting. So he's a character I can say, oh, yes, I, I really find him to be an, an, an insi- a character with an interesting story that I can really get into. But then I'm like, but oh, yes, the Hina, she's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you have any favorites yeah. from V3? Uh, Kokichi, easily. Um, just, and I know a lot, I've a lot of people who will tell me, why would you like Kokichi? He's terrible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's why you <laughs> like him. <laughs> right. That's the point. Um, and my girlfriend is really into Kokichi, uh, absurdly so, and I get it. It's just a fascinating creature uh, from the beginning to the end of the story. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I think each of yeah. our hosts here, we we each like hyper fixate on a different antagonist. Like we all have <laughs> one that we're like in love with or whatever. And then, which our listeners uh, can probably do the math. And yeah, you guys out. can guess. <laughs> uh, but um, on that note, what are some of your favorite ships? Oh man, who do I actually ship? That's a good question. I don't really, I don't really get on the shipping thing too much. Uh, I mean, obviously, the um, Sakura and, and Hina is yes one. I I do like whether or not they are actually a gay couple. I kind of like to infer that. I was gonna get to actually making them a gay couple and doing a Ron Bridge thing, by the way, just to make just so there's no more vagueness there. <laughs> I just thought it's much more interesting. See, part of me. And maybe, I think this is your fault, because I've been listening to you guys' podcast for a while now, and you've gotten me on the idea of Toko Fukawa and Byakuya Togami, and I never yes. thought that before. But <laughs> oh, you no. have converted me to the idea that maybe, maybe it could happen. It's not healthy, but it maybe. Because I don't know if any of these relation, of these characters should be in a, a healthy relationship. A lot of them are really messed up, um, one-dimensional silly characters. <laughs> <laughs> I... I still kind of like, I know I'm still on Danganronpa 1, but I do kind of like the idea of um, uh, Mondo and Ataka. I just, like, I know they're bros, but I also think they can be more than bros. I don't know. I just thought it was nice to see those two find each other in a desperate situation. Just out of curiosity, are there any characters that you really dislike? Mm, see, I don't really have that strong, strong an opinion on, like, the characters in a negative sense, because... I'm the sort of person who really enjoys ter- like the characters that are meant to make you mad. Some of the time, there are some <laughs> that I'm not like, not particularly excited about. I'm not particularly into Hifumi, but he's fine. Maybe the reason I don't like sometimes I'm bothered by him because he reminds, reminds me of myself in a not pleasant way. Um, but hey, don't worry. I'm most I'm, actually the character I'm most like is Toko Fukawa. I discovered according to a <laughs> a, a, a character quiz. Twins. But, um, otherwise, I know it's interesting. Uh, it's worrying too. But uh, yep, welcome to the club. Car- <laughs> I mean, she is the worst possible version, but that doesn't necessarily mean. Well, maybe we'll see how. It was. I've been I've been locked away for a while now too. So anyway, uh, otherwise, I don't know if there's any characters I really dislike because I'll often have this conversation with friends, and they'll be like, "Oh, I cannot stand this character. Why would you like them?" Like. Well, yeah, they're not great, but they're not, like, mad at them. They've not done anything to me personally. Which is weird, because in a way, they kind of have. Sometimes they kill characters I like. It's not real. I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really that mad about the characters. God, that's such a wishy-washy answer. No, <laughs> that's just valid. Like, yeah, Danganronpa's just really fun. Uh, <laughs> just have a good time being made mad. Like, I, Many people really hate uh, Byakuya. 
I don't. And uh, maybe it's because I played Ace Attorney and I was used to there being like some sort of antagonistic, aloof prick uh, going against <laughs> you. Um, so I was prepared for Byakia. Uh, I was actually expecting him maybe to uh, turn over a new leaf and that never really happened. But hey, it's fine. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. fair. You did a really good job in Danganronpa Abridged voicing all the characters. But I gotta say, my favorite uh, is Byakuya. And maybe I, and I didn't know you were actually British until <laughs> I like we we like fo- like followed you. And so, yeah. Um, OK, so also our next question is, well, first off, we ha- it's just kind of twofold now that you've sort of half answered it. But we are curious what Danganronpa character you feel most similar to, because we love to talk about that on our podcast. But also, how are you similar to Toko? Um, because, you know, I mean, now I feel like I know you on a whole other level. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did notice that when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, oh, we're both like Toko, that's worrying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably Toko Fukawa in many ways, and it's it's something that I had difficulty yet adjusting to, because she is a hot mess of a character. She is so... She's got so many issues and so much going wrong with her. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> not quite to that point. But I sort of get like the self-defeating mindset, the assuming the worst of what people think about you. The Also the like hyper fixating on things and like focus and working really hard on things and putting yourself into the and maybe like being a little bit elitist sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I'll have these moments where I get full of myself and, and, and like look down on other forms of content that people are putting out. And I have to stop myself from doing that because that's a bad uh, but I do shower every day. Well, every, well. Anyway, <laughs> I don't. I don't practice bad hygiene habits like Toko Fukawa, thankfully. Um, and I also am not a serial killer, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> That's good. Any other characters you feel like you're similar to? I feel like this strange sort of like. I think another test I took got me as uh, Taka, uh, possibly yeah! because of like the the, the, the sort of awkwardness. Because I definitely get this vibe of like real social awkwardness within Taka. Uh, he's really like trying his best, even though he's like strict to the rules. There's part of him that really wants friends and uh, really seeks a connection. I kind of feel that. Uh, that's that's probably the thing that I have in common with Taka, and uh, oh man, that makes me feel really bad because pe- when I made the episode where uh, of Danganronpa Abridged thing, this is a partial tangent, but um, where the where Monokuma was leaking all of their like internet browsing history, uh, that was the uh, incentive that he gave. <laughs> people are asking oh could you give us any of the other characters internet browsing histories sure i'll give you takas and i had this whole list of talk of takas ones and one of them was just in all caps he typed out how do i make friends uh <laughs> 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 so uh i like i i've manifest my own suffering when i do this show otherwise i don't know they're they're, uh, they're an interesting bunch of Danganronpa. I don't know if I relate to too many of them because they are a weird, exaggerated bunch of people. But those are probably the two that come to mind immediately. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hello, everybody. Caroline here with a pretty exciting announcement. So I, separate from the other Ultra Hope girls, am offering some online virtual classes in things such as writing, because, you know, I'm the ultimate literary girl, and performing, and also some clubs and classes virtually via my own school, which I founded, called The Spilling Ink School. You can check that out at thespillinginkschool.com. I'm offering tutoring and college essays. I'm offering, you know, piano classes and all that jazz. So definitely check it out. It's a good time. And I will also be offering some clubs and classes that are Danganronpa related via OutSchool. So I'll keep the links all in the description. They are for people under 18, so ask your parents before checking it out. But yeah, I'm excited to potentially have some listeners in my classes, and I wanted to let you know that that's going on. So thanks so much in advance for checking it out, and I look forward to teaching some of you. And our next question for you, like kind of sort of speaking of voice acting, we were curious as to your thoughts about the voice acting performances in the Danganronpa games themselves, and if there are any that like stood out to you, or any that were your favorites or inspired you at all. Okay, that's interesting because yeah, obviously when I started Danganronpa Bridge thing, we didn't have any English voices. I just had the Japanese to go on, which is uh, largely where my Monokuma voice comes from because he's got that more little scratchy voice in the uh, original game. Um, so um, I didn't really know what to... So I was like coming up with my own idea for what these would sound like in English. But uh, when we got the voices, I was really impressed with a lot of these uh, performances. Um, I'm A lot of people were surprised and maybe not into the, the voice of Monokuma initially because it's so different from what they expected. But I think it's like the natural idea for what Monokuma should sound like in English to be this sort of like... Uh, almost like a twisted uh, children's mascot character. Because that's kind of what he was in Japanese, but now he's a, a happy-sounding bear. <laughs> and I really like that. I think Brian B. Cox really great as Monokuma over the years. Uh, everyone sounds good, but I do have a personal appreciation for uh, Taka, uh, yeah, for Kiyotaka Ishimaru. And that's partly because it's a friend of mine who plays him, Sean Chiplock, who I knew before all of this. Uh, we've worked in various things together. So when I got to hear him in Danganronpa, I was like, oh, yeah, go, Sean. You, you did it. And he's really great. Yeah, it sounds so intense in the role. I love him. Everyone, everyone does a great performance, and I've heard it was a difficult process uh, recording for Danganronpa because a lot of the time they weren't given like context for stuff, and they were just like dropped in there, like okay and go. Yeah, <laughs> I heard what Dave Jason Wishnoff had to go through, and I feel bad for the guy, but you know, they, they, I think many of them like really adjusted to it over time. Also, big fan of Celeste in the first game. Oh. Uh, her breakdown, like her breakdown out of her accent, is so good. Uh, she's so intense they're every like i would be here all day if i wanted to talk about everyone that i really liked in the games and big on kokichi's voice actor Derek steven prince i think it is in uh in v3 i think he just captures that little troll perfectly man voice actors are really good you know i just think they they're really good yeah we should respect them yeah, we yeah, love Sean and Jason and all we of them. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're so good. <laughs> all right. Our last question for you is how can people support you and your work, Danganronpa Abridged, anything you're up to? Yeah, like today, if a fan wanted to support you in your career, how could they do that? 
Whoa, well, if they want to support Danganronpa a bridge, let me tell you, not much you can do about it because I'm not making it anymore. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> if they wanted to support me on a personal level and see what I'm getting up to, because these days I'm actually focusing more of my creative energy into... God, it's so funny to say that these days I'm working on actually writing proper fan fiction instead of like these little abridged shorts of fan fiction where i shorten down the source material i'm now like extending it out and right now like it's so far removed from danganronpa but right now i'm working on a legitimate like novel like fanfic of sonic the hedgehog like <laughs> this is where i'm at right now hey you know what i i'm an old man now that is my childhood and i've chose i'm going to focus my time in the way that makes me happy and if it's talking about like if it's writing at length about an anthropomorphic blue creature with spikes then boy howdy i'm gonna do that so um that's just generally it but if you just find me on twitter see what i'm up to sometimes i post stuff and then maybe some you know what actually i say that but i did actually post a danganronpa bridge thing like a thing 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 i posted a drat related thing there we go uh, very, very recently where I took a bunch of sprites from V3 and I was like, hey, what if I did something with V3? And uh, threw together a little thing with V characters from that. So every now and then, if you follow me on Twitter, maybe you'll see that sort of thing. Wow, nice. Yeah, I haven't abandoned it completely, mostly, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like Danganronpa Bridge thing is sort of like been the one that's kind of stuck with me because I think it had like it it hit people the most and it like... I don't know. Uh, it's, it's something that because I put so much of myself into it, like I voice so many characters that it's something that's hard to escape from. So uh, uh, I'll every time I get a chance to do do me some uh, do me some Monokuma, I'll do it. I'll just bust it out of the middle of the call when y'all ain't expecting it, and it'll ruin the whole thing. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, I like. I really hope that was an actual answer, by the way. <laughs> That's perfect, yeah. Also, A-plus Monokuma voice. Like, yeah. that, that is absolutely oh. how I would, like, imagine it sounding like if you took the Japanese version of Monokuma's voice and just translated it into English. Like, that's, yeah, you. you could They could hire Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Brian Geekop. I do, I do love doing the voice. Uh, yeah. I, do, I just decided also to put a Brooklyn accent there because it just sounds funny in that way. I don't know. <laughs> does see what i do it's my uh my go-to so if you all ever want to hear this voice again follow me on twitter sometimes you might hear it sometimes you might not but i'm always around always watching (laughs) cover your butts i'm watching them (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) all right talking about butts we can move straight into bed wed behead Hell yeah! <laughs> I think that's the best transition I've ever had. Um, but today for Bedwed Behead, we are going to be using the characters Toko, Nagito, and Aoi Asahina because you know they're they're your faves or or potentially the ones most like you. Yeah, I can go. I can work with that. Yeah. Hmm. I gotta think okay, about I have this to now. Think. Wait, Toko, Hina, and uh, Nagito. Anagita, okay. <laughs> one brain cell. This is a tough one. This is. Yeah, this is a tough one because I really like all three of these characters. I mean, I've got it worked out, but I'll let you go. You all go first. <laughs> yeah, we always have our guests go last. last. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I guess I have yeah, I my answer. Have my... Oh. All right. Oh. Do you want to go first, Maddie? Sure. All right. <laughs> so I think I would... 
probably wed Nagito. I've definitely talked about how much I like him before. I think he's cool. I think he's interesting. There would never be a dull moment in a lifetime of marriage to Nagito Kamaida, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, oh, I hate to do this, but I would probably bed Hina and behead Toko. I feel really bad, but like, given the the options, I, yeah, I, I, th- I think I'd, I'd go with Hina. I, I really do like Hina. And I love Toko. I really love her. But out of these three, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Very nice. Mm. <laughs> All right, I can go. I would bed Nagito. I think that, you know, I've said it before, that would be an interesting experience. I would wed Toko. I think that of the three, she would be willing to like read a book with me and then unpack it, you know, find the hidden meetings. I don't know if you guys know, but I like doing that. Um <laughs> So really? Yeah, I know. It's a surprise. But uh, yeah, so I would wed Toko, bed Nagito, and unfortunately behead Hina. I love her and she's oh so kind. Goodness. I know. I know. <laughs> After Falero <laughs> says that it's her, his favorite character, I'm just going to be like, goodbye. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would be my choices. I'm going to, I'm probably going to like surprise everybody. Ooh. So I think I would, I think mm, I'm, the bed is the hardest one. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I would... I think I would bed... Oh, God, wait. I don't know. I know what I... Uh. It's such a hard it's choice. A this is a tough the, one. The suffering, I relish in it. Okay, I'm just trying to, like, make sure I'm I'm thinking this through from every angle here. Hold on. I'm Okay, I think I would bed Hina. Uh, she is adorable. She's very cute. And I think it would be fun. And I kind of need someone. Nope, we can't explain more because we're a, we're a family friendly podcast. So I think I would bed <laughs> Hina. Um, I would behead Nagito. I think today it was oh, tough wow. though. It was tough. I, I I gotta say I was like really not sure which one I was gonna pick between the two of them for that. Uh, but uh, I love him. I love him so much. But. I just don't, I can lack confidence and I think he would make me feel worse. So I think I would behead him and I would wed Toko. I know this is crazy, you guys, wildness, but I've I've said in the past that I think I am sort of a combo of Toko and Byakuya. And I think that as I'm getting older, I am more confident (laughs) and hubristic if you will no i'm just kidding that's a joke (laughs) i hope but i think that we would actually work really well together because i do have that sort of like forcefulness that i think she would need in that kind of relationship so i would wed her and i love her dearly she is my sweet sweet gal so yeah all right well um my answers are the same as Caroline's, actually, kind of. Uh, funnily enough, who'd have thought, right? Uh, the same fave char- same character that is us. Uh, so um, I would bed Hina, because she cute and fun. I would wed Toko, because she actually, well, she's also a lot like me. She also reminds me of my girlfriend who played her in the show. So it's i think it's a natural thing uh she's uh she is a mess but she's very thoughtful and uh she just needs someone to look after her i think and to reassure her and that's the role i play in this relationship um 
And finally, I would behead Nagito because he'd be okay with it. He's a stepping stone for hope and all that stuff. So, there you go. And he's just, I could not deal with him. Uh, that would actually ruin my relationship with my girlfriend. She does really like Nagito as well. But, you know, these sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> it's all about suffering. That's what makes me happy. Despair. Oh my god. <laughs> despair. Sorry, you said Maddie. Oh. The despair. <laughs> yeah. Despair. Did you say despair or despair? Ah, you got it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we got jokes here. Jokes all around. All right, everyone. Well, that is all we have for you today. Um, huge shout out to Faulero. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and chatting with us. We loved having you on. And listeners, please check him out on Twitter. Give him a follow. Yeah, show your support to him by checking him out and giving him a follow and seeing what he's up to. Don't forget that if you want access to more bonus episodes and bonus content of our podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon for as little as $2 a month and have access to all of that. And don't forget to check us out on social media as well. We are Ultra Hope Girls pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have a TikTok now, so check us out there. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. Bye.